Today it's a grim rainy day here so I'm delighted that we're going to lighten it up and talk about happiness. I'm joined by the fabulous Tara Chatsakis who is a life happiness and law of attraction coach. It also drains your energy you know not just being tired because you're giving so much of your emotional energy you're giving it to that so when you go to the to the next part which is you know your business side yeah yeah their family's lives or their colleagues' lives or their friends' lives because they are different people. When they're not sad anymore, when they're happy, it affects everybody. We're diving into some important matters of the mind, body and soul and how to leverage your power through increasing energy and happiness. Can't wait. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every week I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. Hey, hey, great you joined me here today. I'm so excited about this month's guest expert, the fabulous Tara Chatsakis, who's a life happiness and law of attraction coach and host of a really amazing podcast show called Happy Inspired Motivated, which I'm enjoying so much. Today, it's a grim rainy day here, so I'm delighted that we're going to lighten it up and talk about happiness. I mean, let's face it, no one can deny 2020 is a memorable year, not just COVID. And as Tara points out in one of her podcast episodes, this is a year many people have seriously reevaluated their lives and are discovering what is actually most important to them. I'm really looking forward to getting into this subject because how we manage our mindset and our sense of joy and happiness, whether in terms of building a business or in life more generally, is so critical to our well-being, our sense of fulfillment. And that's a big part of what success in business is surely about, right? I'm sure we're going to benefit from Tara's insights on this today. And it's a real pleasure to have her on the show. So welcome, Tara, and welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast. It's so great to have you on as the guest. How are you? Hi, Jay. I'm great. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to be on your show today. Fabulous. So, Tara, you're a life happiness and law of attraction coach. What a fantastic job. Now, I know you sent me your bio, but tell me in your own words what, what you do and why that's important in the busy and confusing and frustrating world we live in today. Yeah, sure. So I'm life happiness. So I'm all about people creating a happier life. And I also use law of attraction, which is working with different energies and attracting different things into your life. So basically, people work with me because they, they may want a different different things. It could be that they're wanting loving, healthy relationships. Perhaps they want financial wealth and career success or just life happiness to make things easier. And a bit like with you leveraging business, I sort of help them with their leveraging their time to create a sustainable way to find a happy and fulfilled life. And obviously the one leads to the other because I think when you're happy in life, it permeates everything else that you do, including how you think about and run your business. So I would definitely like to focus first on the links between mindset and success and how you see that, and then dive more into the energy healing side, those sort of things that really, the action points that you can take to benefit your business. That sound like a plan? Yep. Sounds perfect to me. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Let's, let's first sort of take the first step back and, and think, how did you get into this whole area of work? Okay, well, it started with, for me, around about 2009, I was living in Greece, and I was in a very unhappy marriage. And one day I came off the computer, and I was I was in the house on my own, my children were at my parents' house, and I just started sobbing my heart out. I was so upset, I was so distraught. Because somebody had asked me, when I'd said I wasn't happy, somebody had asked me, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And I just, I just suddenly realized, actually, it's completely, I've allowed this to happen. And it's my choice if I don't want to be here anymore. 
and I didn't know what to do with myself. So I was sobbing and I was stood in the kitchen and I had this, I don't know how to explain it, but it was like a massive hug. It's like somebody just wrapped their arms around me really tightly and squeezed me and I felt really safe wow. and secure and I knew that I was going to be all right. Now there was nobody there. So that was basically my hug from the universe. And from that moment on, it just, it just changed my life completely. So I started learning more about the universe, about the energies, because we're obviously we're surrounded all the time by energy. Even like the, the, the air around us is some form of energy. It's just not manifested into something. So it was like all of those things. And I just became really involved in it and started learning more. And then I started teaching what I'd learned. People came to me because they, they felt better when, they, when they'd been with me and they'd spoken with me and I, I gave them more happiness. They felt happier in their lives. And they had strategies and techniques that they could implement in their lives to create more happiness. So I was doing that for a while and then I started learning more about neurokinetic energy and different things like that and diving into the mind, putting that all together and also training to be a life coach too, and that's just what's led me here today. So that's yeah. my story. So you bring it all together. And, and imagine that when you're talking to clients that you don't just throw a whole load of st- strategies at them. It's very much a pick and mix sort of what would help you. Particularly, I think I'll come back to this later is about those action steps. Because often we're, we're so busy sort of saying, what do I do? What do I have to do? How can I fix this? And we want tangible steps. So it's really good to sort of hear that because I think People think, oh, you've just got to do some affirmations and, and a bit of meditation. But actually, there's some very structured ways. Yeah, it's not about doing things. It's about being. You know, we're human beings. Yeah. We're supposed to be, not do. I've heard and that we, a lot, yeah. Yeah, if we're doing things, we're, we're too busy doing things and we're too obsessed with, oh, well, I have to do my affirmations this morning. Oh, my goodness, it's 10 o'clock. I haven't done them yet. I have to do this. I have to meditate for so long and, and all of these things. And they create more overwhelm. Yeah, yeah. And they, they have the, the, the opposite effect of what you're trying to achieve. It's more about being in the flow, being in alignment, being true to yourself and following what your path is and that's when the flow becomes much easier that's when you you don't have to consciously think oh my goodness I have to be doing this so what's the first step then if somebody wanted to kind of get get in this in this zone of of calm the mind energize the body tap into the spirit I know that's a sort of a tagline that uh, that you've used what's the first step for them what would you say to start with I would say first of all to definitely step back and just assess where you are right now so I I do like eight steps it's like a framework that I work through and the very first step is looking at exactly where you are and being really realistic about it yeah so you can say you know whatever your job is or your relationship status is or whichever having a look at all of those things and actually seeing how you feel about them yeah it's always comes down to the feeling the feeling that that success will give you it's not nobody wants to sit there with a million pounds in their hands that doesn't mean anything it's the feeling that they'll get from that it's the feeling of achievement or perhaps the feeling that they can give back to society so it's it's all about where you are and where and how you're feeling about where you are and if that feeling's not good then we have to look at what is going to make you feel better what's going to make you feel good and what you want you to get out of bed in the morning and really have a smile on your face and be more sincere in your life to yourself well I've always I, I've in the last couple of years I've spent quite a bit of time on on the whole kind of leaning back thing and finding out who I am again yeah so that came up in one of your episodes which uh, I, I thought we'd dive into today as well so it's that first step about kind of looking at the big picture because when you're looking at business improvement often the focus is on the business and not on yourself as the business leader as the business owner and looking at how the whole thing feels and I I very much resonate with that because I'm all about work-life balance and leaning in when you're being super productive as I've been lately I've been like completely head down really working like 12 hours 14 hours a day but it's not sustainable so it's thinking about well how much balance have you got 
And mm-hmm. so I like the fact that you're saying the first step is awareness. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yeah. So like you're saying about people wanting to progress in their business, the reason behind that is not so that they can sit there and say, oh, I have a great business. It's the feeling of achievement. It's the feeling of, for example, in a service business, the feeling of how you've helped other people, what impact you've made on people's lives. If you've served them, if you're a restaurant, the the kind of happiness you can give people through your food, through your interaction with them, that is all the success. So the feeling that you get from the success, not the actual, it's not like, it's not like a plaque on the wall. It's nothing, it's not separate from you. It's in you. Yeah. And even if you, you know, you could have a great business, but if your heart's not in it and you don't feel in love with it, you're not going to get the success that you're looking for. Yeah, very much so. And I, I think when we talk about business and business growth, the metrics are often very quantitative, aren't they? You know, how much money did you make? How many clients have you got? And I think what I try to do, certainly in my book, Leveraged Consulting, is to look at what are the indicators of success for you? And I like that, the sense of the feeling that you get and the impact that you're having. And those things need to factor in because you could have, you know, a seven-figure business, but it's not giving you that kind of sense of fulfillment, then that's something to work on. Yeah, and quite often if it's not, if you're not being true to yourself and it's not the business that you that would be perfect for you and your and your energy quite often people get to those six seven figure businesses and then they sabotage it all and they lose it all because it's not sustainable yeah. like I say they can't so, keep yeah. going doing something that, that they're really not in love with and I think that's why you 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 talk I know you help women in particular but I think sometimes even for men we we get into a midlife crisis kind of situation yeah. and often we don't know why we're feeling that way and it is that loss of alignment isn't it because most of our early career we're pushing 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 for those accolades for those achievements for those sort of if you like harder metrics of success yeah and then, yeah, we could be financially successful or, or still struggling, but something isn't right. Something just, and all of a sudden, I mean, like you said, in the kitchen, you just start sobbing because you just realize that something isn't right. And I've been there too. I, I probably ignored it, denied it, <laughs> sort of yeah. walked around it. I mean, we've done all of these things, but it's there. And, and I spent a lot of time in that searching, in that seeking mode to find my purpose back and I know that in one of your episodes in your podcast you talk about becoming whole again and I that really resonated with me that really jumped out because I think that's a really good starting point Mm. but how do you do that you know how do you get into all of that I talk to some of my mentors that I have this big bucket of spaghetti not only my business ideas but but all the stuff that's going on in my head and rather than the to-do list, it's that that can feel overwhelming. So how do you help people with that? What's the, the, the best strategies and techniques for starting to untangle this bucket of spaghetti that people often have? I think a lot of people have, especially this year, have actually managed to get through their spaghetti because people have had so much time and so much fear drummed into them that they've had the time to step back and, and actually reassess so they can look at, at the situation now and, and understand that it's not making them happy, that it wasn't everything that they had going on that was making them happy. It was the little things like meeting your friends or yeah. for a coffee or call, you know popping in to see your mum, something like that. They're the little things that make a big difference. And this year with people not being able to do that, people have stepped back and and had a lot of change of hearts and people are reassessing things. Yeah. So if you've got your bucket of spaghetti, you know, you're going to have, you just need to get it all out onto the table, quite honestly, and take a look at what exactly each of those spaghetti strands is. And is that really important? Do you really need this strand? Does it make you happy? No. Well, let's throw that one away then. What about the next strand? Is this something that I really want to work towards or is this something that's going to make a difference in my life or other people's lives? So we put all these things in the bucket, all these ideas. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to achieve the other. And we do get a lot of things going on. But when you look at them realistically, they're not necessarily things that are going to achieve 
inner peace, calmness or happiness for you. So basically, like I say, this year has made people throw quite a lot of that spaghetti out. So that's good. Yeah. And I think the sort of the analogy of drawing out the strands, I mean, one of the big questions for me at my time of bucket of spaghetti, I'd kind of forgotten what actually makes me happy. Yes, that's really important. Yeah. You know, people say, oh, do what makes you happy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but I don't know anymore. You know, I'm so busy doing the doing the doing. Yeah. You're not being anymore. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's, that, a lot of people have to go through that. And it's, I mean, I, I go through it as well. It's not just, you know, I'm not perfect. Sometimes I sit and I think to myself, what makes me happy? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and it does make you reassess. And you think one way of doing it is, is to, to sort of break things down. So you can look at each area of your life and say, well, does that make me happy? Yeah. It's not just one thing that makes you happy it's lots of different things yeah do you use those sort of circles of life you know in terms of relationships love career yeah yeah, I have that in my um, in one of my journals we have like like a vision board but it's not quite so you you write down you know um, what your vision for your spirituality is or your relationships or your career so you can see what kind of things you want in your life and then you can just just get rid of the other fluff because that is actually taking time away from what you need to be achieving yeah and I, I remember as well a book I read years ago I don't know whether it was when I was having an early early midlife crisis I think it was <laughs> I think it was John Gray how to get what you want and want what you get or something like that he talked about having 10 love tanks and I mean, because often we talk about our energy kind of being drained and, and but sometimes yeah. we don't know, we don't know why it's drained or what's draining it. And sometimes it's uh, because some people or some activities or your job or your boss or whatever is draining you in one particular love tank starts to go down. And it's others yeah. because say you're not getting out and visiting friends or you're not getting out and going for a walk. These are the things that, that mm-hmm. fill up my tanks. And so sometimes having that sort of sense of these 10 love tanks makes you realize where you need to refill and where actually some of them are overflowing and don't need to be. So that's about leveraging your time to get everything in balance. So that's, I mean, I just think that's a very similar kind of principle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. How definitely. to break it all down and take those strands out. Yeah, get rid of the ones that you don't need. Yeah. It's like in, in business, for example, for so yours is is leveraging time in business it's like instead of trying to do everything you get the VA to do some admin for you that you you don't need that on your plate it doesn't make you happy you're not good at that so instead of wasting your energy trying to do it you you do what you're good at and somebody else can take care of that there's things that you do that you might be quite good at but you don't actually it doesn't give you enough satisfaction enough happiness to warrant actually you doing it it's all about balance isn't it yeah because some of those things actually I feel quite a sense of accomplishment when I've gone through some really tedious (laughs) tasks and you know kind of just in a way it's because you don't have to think too hard so for me it's quite relaxing it's a bit like doing a puzzle there's no point to it at all except I mean I do a lot of puzzles on a weekend I, I love it especially if it's raining and I can't get out for a walk and you think at the end of it, you've built this puzzle and then you've got to screw it all up and put it back in the box. <laughs> what was the point of that? But the whole process, the, the, the kind of methodical, it's a somewhat of a challenge. It, you, you, your mind can drift because you're focused on a task which is quite easy to do. It's quite, yeah. you can kind of get lost in it. You can lose hours in it. <laughs> so I think there's, there's certainly something to be said for not always doing the the delegation thing but you have to know when it's helping and when it's hindering so I think that's the yes takeaway I get from from that and particularly as you said earlier about things that you're not very good at don't do them don't do them at all make sure you get someone else to do them in their lives they're doing things that they're not good at or things that are taking time away from them just even relaxing you know things like entire you family. Work, yeah. you have to go to the supermarket. Well, get it delivered. Yeah, and go home and just relax instead of having to be stressed about getting in the traffic and getting through the supermarket and queuing at the till and all that kind of stuff. I know. It, I, 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 
experienced that. I mean, it's like, why would you ever go to the supermarket again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, my mum says, well, I like to go and I like to go and touch things and pick it up. I said, get over it. You know, just <laughs> you're going to lose. Maybe you get a bad avocado one time, but hey. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, and some people really enjoy it and they find that relaxing. So they find browsing in the store relaxing. Yeah. And I that's mean, a puzzle for them, isn't it? So it's, yeah. Yeah. You it's mentioned on, on one of your, in one of your episodes about connecting with people. So, I mean, that is one point to go out to the supermarket is sometimes, certainly in the, the, the way things have been with lockdown and, and social restrictions, sometimes it's just great to get out and be amongst people. So that would be my only reason for going around the supermarket. But the yeah. whole connecting with, you said connecting is key. Can you say a little bit more about that in terms of, of how it helps you, your mental well-being? Yeah, so it's, it's mental well-being, obviously, because you've, you know, you're interacting with other people because humans, we crave interaction even people who were shy. But when we, when we connect with people, it's also on an energetic level. So you've got the energy in your body, which is your, your soul, your spiritual energy. And obviously that radiates out around you. A lot of people would call that, for example, their aura. Mm-hmm. And other people obviously have the same. And when you come into contact with somebody, your auras touch, even if you don't. And they connect through their energy and if it's somebody with a really high energetic vibration, they'll, they can raise you up and they can, yeah. you, know, you know, when you walk into a room and there's two people in there and they've been arguing, but you didn't know. When you walk in, you can feel that energy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You could cut it with a knife. And that's exactly the same thing. If you go into a room and people are really happy, you can feel that too. And you get swept up in it. You can change your sort of energy state in a in an instant, really. I, I, I still recall, well, I was quite young at the time, I was in a grumpy mood, and, and it happens a lot more now in midlife, <laughs> but I was in a grumpy <laughs> mood that day, and I went uh, out the door, and I held the door open, because that's just normal thing that I would do for someone coming in, and they said, thank you, and I was just like, it just totally uplifted me, and in an instant, my mood was completely changed. I just thought, Oh, that's so you know that's just pleasant it's just pleasant yeah. because so many people walk around sort of grumpy and road rage and all the rest of it um, yeah, they do. and so you choose to have a different state of mind and it is a bit of brain training in a way would you say yes definitely I mean there are different ways to sort of raise your energetic vibration but you can start by noticing for example when you have when you're feeling sad depressed or lonely or whichever a low energy you can see in your in yourself how you how your you hold your body for example so you know your head would go down mm. and your shoulders would slump a little bit and you'd talk quieter and slower and you wouldn't be very enthusiastic but you can switch that purposefully switch it and get yourself sat up straight shoulders back head up and you can feel the energy and you, yeah. you can talk faster and be more energetic and you can just switch that really quickly. And a, a good thing that um, I learned from Tony Robbins is to anchor those states. Okay. So you can have, for example, if you're going into a, a meeting or you just come out of a meeting, for example, and you, you're feeling quite, oh, God, that was a bit heavy. You can, you can either carry that low energy with you all day, which would have an impact on the rest of your day, or you can switch the state and for anchoring, for example, it can be something like clicking your fingers really quickly yeah. or squeezing your wrist or doing something to yourself. As a reminder? Yeah, so you practice, first of all, getting yourself into an energized state and doing this, this thing like squeezing your wrist, energized state, squeeze your wrist, energized state, squeeze your wrist and doing that. And it gets ingrained in your mind okay. so that it comes to the point that when you, you, could, you could be walking down the street and not feeling too great and you just squeeze your wrist and it immediately pops your body back into that energized state. So it's about anchoring the state that you want to be in. Yeah, I, like, I mean, I, I definitely think that it's a kind of a shaking, shaking your body up, isn't it? I think it's much easier in a way to, to get a handle on some of the things you've just been saying you can do. I mean, for example, I'm sitting down now with you know podcasting but actually if I wanted to raise my energy state and in fact when I'm if I'm lecturing 
I was speaking on stage sort of thing and then I'm standing up and immediately my energy is is kind of yeah. higher so yeah. that's that's an obvious one that that everybody would recognize so why not sort of find your thing whether it's you know something like this or something picking or yeah, yeah uh, something more subtle it's something to, to me because I think a lot of this for for some sort of more hard-nosed business owners um, who I work with they would say all oh, that mindset is very fluffy and I suppose there's a limit to where I go with the whole chakras and energy and that but it's putting some terminology really over things that we're aware of every day yeah there is science behind it for example when you have when you're happy and you're excited you have the serotonin that your the yeah. chemical yeah. your body releases and that goes into the cell and it kind of makes the cell happy well, I did my PhD on 5-HT, which is serotonin, oh. <laughs> or the precursor yeah, so for serotonin. There you go. You, see, you know, you know so, yeah. it physically changes Physiology, your body. yeah, physiology. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, that, is, that is a scientific thing. It's not, it's not fluff. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's why I have to be careful with the way that I sort of think about some of this stuff because, you know, the more I've gone into it, the more I've realised, actually, this is super important. But the thing that I think people struggle with even past the concept of it, if you can get them past the fluff um, yeah. in their mind, is, is, is how do I kind of tap into this whole area of mindset and link it to success? So I think what we started to pull on here is some, there's some starting points and some strategies. And I think there's a lot more of what you do in terms of, of this on your website, is that correct? And in some of the freebies yeah. that, you, that you've got for people? Yeah, I do have a few things like a manifesting journal and a daily life journal that people can use. They're free on my website that people can use to 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 sort of ease themselves into it. Obviously, when I work with clients one to one, it goes much more in depth and obviously it's it's tailored for them. But I would say one thing that, for example, your as you know, you you know we've we've got this prehistoric brain that's been for the last two thousand years that used to keep us safe because its its job was to look for dangers. Yeah. And we have to remember that it, its job hasn't actually changed. So we're always looking for what's going to go wrong. What's going to go wrong? Is that bus going to hit me? I won't walk out into the road. Is is this business client going to pull out on a deal or and the, you're always looking for the what could yeah. possibly go drastically wrong. And to change your physiology and your mindset we have to shift that into what could actually go right. Yeah. Because when you're focusing on what can go wrong, things are going to go wrong. A lot of my consulting work is around risk assessment and strategic planning. And part of that is, is the kind of looking at the opportunities and threats, you know, looking at strengths and weaknesses, yeah. opportunities and threats. And often you see a lot of big corporate organizations, they're very risk averse. And they put a lot of processes and structures in place to avoid risk and to manage quality and some of those things. And yet, when you look at their customer engagement strategies and the things that are going, you know, looking for the things that are going right, mm-hmm. there's a lot less attention paid, paid to it. So even in the business side of things, we're looking for the bad, <laughs> we're always looking for the, the dangers. Yeah. We are. We're scared, so we're looking for what could yeah. go wrong. Yeah. As individuals, yeah, I think we walk around with a lot of, of kind of fear and trepidation. And going back to physiology, I think what I hear you saying as well is that it, it kind of builds up in your body. Oh, yes, don't get me started on that. <laughs> I, like, I like to do the analogy of if, if you hadn't been to the toilet for a week, you'd take a laxative, yet you allow your body to hold built up emotion and stress yeah, and yeah. fear and anxiety for so much longer. And then you wonder why you feel rubbish. It's because you kind of, you can't put your finger on it quite the same way. Not that you'd want to put your finger on the other, but. No, no. <laughs> it's, it's all build, build up of toxins in your body. Yeah. And then, then you have, your body has a reaction to that. And if it builds up for long enough, that's when people can create dis-ease in their body because, yeah, yeah. you know, they're not letting it out. You've got to let that, shit out (laughs) yeah absolutely and I think it's not just the mental shit so to speak but it's also what you put into your body in terms of your food and your diet yeah and that's certainly the kind of burnout that I had a couple of years ago 
my health just declined and I didn't know why or what. It was part of the whole midlife crisis, I suppose. And I didn't know where to start. You know, was it in my diet? Was it in my psychology? Or, you know, and, and I think actually it's a buildup of, of all of those things. Yeah. And you, you have to sort of think, well, I'll try fixing this bit first and then I'll try improving that bit. So gradually with kind of diet and supplements and more mental well-being kind of pursuits, like going out for walks, being with friends, those things we've just talked about. You know, I sort of had, I had some really big immediate quick wins, if you like, in terms of how I felt and my energy levels just increased almost back to normal. And it's just like, it's, it's like the absence of pain is, is so, of, it's super noticeable. And it makes you realize that you'd actually been carrying this stuff around for, for quite some time. So it's got to be holistic, hasn't it? It's got to be all things considered. Yeah, yeah. It's not just one aspect, is it? No, and I think that's where the bucket of spaghetti comes in in some ways. Is once you you know that you've got this bucket of spaghetti, sometimes it feels huge. And you're not sure where to start with it all because there are these many facets. And I think what I like about the way that you you take people through a coaching process is the is the kind of eight steps is because you can't do it in layers. I don't know how you would sort of get a handle on it. And, and I think that wheel we talked about earlier is the first step to think about, well, how how is this shit, so to speak? Yeah. <laughs> how is this this confusion this overwhelm and this unhappiness showing up in your life and just maybe start there what's your view yeah definitely you've got to understand what you what you don't want anymore and that starts with looking at where you are yeah yeah so when you know where you are in your career or your finances or your relationships or your health when you realize where you are then you can understand what you need to move away from yeah, because a lot of people just go through the life, and and like you said, you know, they don't realize that they're building all this stuff up until they have, you know, a huge, a huge breakdown sort of period, and, yeah. and everything's crashing down. Crash, but you, yeah. if you you can avoid that, that's so much better because you can start looking immediately at what what's going on, what's not working, why it's not working, how it makes you feel, how you want to feel. And what the difference is from where you are, how you're feeling now. You could be a two, but you want to be a 10. Mm-hmm. So you have to see what the difference is and how you, and then we're working to how you're going to get there. Yeah, I think it's the working to how you're going to get from, from two to 10 or even two to six would be a good first day. <laughs> so my, my business concept and the leverage business as a podcast a theme is all about creating leverage in your business for greater freedom, success and work-life balance. But it really doesn't, it isn't just the mechanics of business, as I, as I often say. It's about mindset, marketing, and money, you know, getting the business model right so that you're actually working in a, in a zone and in a way that fits with what makes you happy. I mean, it sounds to me that there's a process here, some kind of success pathway. It's not, it's not one jump. So definitely, no. if, you, if you want to find out more about this, do you do like a free session with people that, so, to sort of help them get into... <laughs> To know whether this is something that would help them? I do a free 30-minute call to see whether coaching is a good fit for them and also to see if I can help them because, you know, maybe I can't. I'm not superwoman by any means. But it's good to to understand what kind of things you could be doing and, and how coaching possibly could help you. Because without actually looking at it, I had a call the other day and the lady said, to be honest, I don't know what you do. Yeah. I have no idea. Can you help? Can you explain it to me? And I said, well, yeah, I can, I can tell you what kind of things that have worked for me and how I work with my clients. And then you can see whether or not it's the right fit for you. And I think when you were talking about the success pathway, mm-hmm. I think one thing that we tend to do is because we, we want immediate results. Yeah. We're, we're just a culture of immediate gratification, aren't we? You know, if the yeah. internet is whirring round for a second, <laughs> oh my God, what's wrong with you? You want, the, you want the browser to open up straight away. You want everything immediately. Yeah. And you, you miss the steps. So, you know, if you, if you can see where you are right now and you can establish where you want to go, and we sort of work through the steps gradually. What's holding you back? Yeah, what's holding yeah. you back? And you can celebrate at each milestone. You can set yourself, yeah. well, yeah. I'm going to 
give myself 10 minutes a day to relax, which I never had before, for example. And just incorporating that will help you feel better. Yeah. And when you're doing that consistently, you can go, oh my God, I'm actually making progress and celebrate yourself for what you've achieved. And a lot of people don't. They just think, well, I haven't got, I haven't got complete freedom and I haven't got complete yeah. higher energy yet. Well, no, but you've, you've progressed from where you were. But if you didn't know where you were, you can't see how you progressed. I mean, it's quite interesting because, again, a, a lot of what you talk about on your, on your podcast is about setting a goal and knowing your why, knowing why you're doing some of this. And, you know, looking for what I'm always about metrics, but in a way, looking for how will you know when you're getting there? And it's about celebrating the little wins. You know, so if you're looking to lose a couple of stone in weight, then what would a little win be would be to lose two pounds in the first week. I mean, just to find that you can do it. So if you're looking to start a business or grow your business, just getting, you know, one new client, getting three new clients. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, that, those kind of things is like the stepping stones rather than I want to earn a million pounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that could be the end goal, but yeah, you know, realistically, exactly. I mean, it could happen overnight, but realistically, in most cases, it doesn't. Yeah. Well, we talk a lot about setting the goal and then working backwards, you know, reverse engineering. So what do yeah. you need to do to get from A to B to C to, to Z, if you like, Z as that last, as that last goal? So, I mean, you, you pulling a few things out of your podcast that came out to me was about nailing your why. So that's certainly something that I, I do a lot of with, with my coaching because I've been through it myself. And I think the whole losing your mojo, losing your sense of, of identity almost, especially as you reach that midlife we talked about before. It, it's really, it's an incredibly overwhelming experience. Yeah. When, I've, when I've kind of had business coaches in the past, they're at a complete loss to deal with that side of things, to be fair. It might just be that those particular coaches, but it's like, you know, go get some therapy and I'm like, well, <laughs> thank you. And they might be right. But in a sense, this is where the two worlds meet, isn't it? Is that you are your business. So you have to start with you and you start with your why. So I think that's, that's yeah. very critical. So it definitely sounds to me that it's a stumbling block for a lot of people and a cause of, of unhappiness. It's not really being aligned with their with their real sort of calling, if you like, and that we spend such a long time trying to find our our big reason why. And sometimes it's actually staring us in the face. It's usually the the thing that that you're trying your hardest not to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which sounds crazy. But the thing that you should be doing is the thing that you're like, well, no, I'm not going to do that because that will never work or that's too many people doing that or people will laugh at me. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do the thing that everyone else says safer. I should be doing. Yeah. It's, it's a safe option. option. Yeah. But that's the, the unsafe option is usually the thing that you actually <laughs> is, is best for you. It's your purpose. Yeah. I think, and that comes into being with the second thing that came out at me from your from I think one of your episodes aligns very well with one of mine which was about sustainable success and that was how you deal with setbacks or, or new challenges in fact as we've had many of this year so how Tara how are you noticing this kind of shift in terms of the COVID year as we might put it in terms of what clients are bringing to the table when they approach you for coaching has it changed yes to say this, please don't take this the wrong way, but I think COVID has actually been quite a good thing in many respects. I know that sounds a bit of a weird, don't get me wrong, I know people have been suffering. Well, and you I have to see the positives. They're really seriously ill. But a lot of people have, like I said before, they've reflected on things. And they're at that point now and they're like, well, I'm not going to do what doesn't work for me anymore. I want to be happy. That's the main goal. And what I was doing before, I thought was making me happy, but actually when I'm thinking about it now, it's not. So it's been quite a, a good eye-opener, people having this like huge time out from what they normally would do to reassess everything. So people are coming more with, well, I, I, I want to achieve something different now, or I want to pivot and make a different life choice, or relationships are more important to me now but 
I don't know how to get back to the love that we had when we first started type of thing because we've mm. drifted apart so much. We've been thrown together now and things aren't looking too good because we're not used to being together anymore. So that's another thing, mm. you know, personal relationships. Not It's not always about the career, but it could be. It could be, well, I've been working up the corporate ladder for the past 20, 30 years and now actually I'm thinking I wouldn't mind going on in a cafe. You know, it's 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 making huge changes and people aren't as quick to label themselves, I don't think, anymore. So they're not saying I'm depressed or I'm not good at relationships or things like that. They're they're understanding that because of the situation that their lives have normally taken and the stresses and the strains and the franticness of it all, that they've lost the connection that they used to have. They've lost how to relax and engage and they want to know how to do that again mm-hmm. it sounds it sounds to me as well that people are deciding not to stay in their comfort zone or they've kind of had this forced ejection from their from their comfort yeah, zone they've realized actually it's about yeah. time I got my shit together and did something yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's and sort of like not seeing it as an opportunity, not an obstacle. It's one of the yeah. chapters in my book because that's how I ended up in business for myself you know, 13 odd years ago now, and I've never looked back. Is to see. It's scary, though, wasn't it? Then, well, it wasn't, it wasn't. Maybe that's another, that's a whole other story. But let me ask you in terms of your own business and running your own business, what are the three most important ways that you've leveraged some of this mindset? capability in your own business I would say being true to to myself so definitely working from the aspect of what my calling is so working with your energy and law of attraction all these kind of things the life coaching is great but I have that element as well and some people shy away from that and and I did for quite a while yeah, because it's you know, woo-woo, isn't it? Yeah. People don't like it. But actually stepping into it and, and acknowledging and saying, well, this is me. Mm-hmm. This is how I work best. That was great because that just, it just took my business to a different level because then I was really true to myself and I wasn't trying to be somebody else. I wasn't pretending to be a different kind of person a different than I, kind of coach yeah yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. it's very liberating isn't it when you step into your zone uh, if you like so yeah exactly. what, oh. what else not being afraid to show up and be visible yeah because that was that's a big thing for me I'm not I'm not a shy person but I don't like shouting about myself if yeah. that makes sense you know I'm quite happy to be on the dance floor in the in in the center of attention then but when somebody's asking me about myself I'm quite well you know I'm I'm very modest and I don't yeah, like yeah. saying I'm good at something but then I you know you have to do that in business and I think it's a very British thing as well to be fair <laughs> that we you know we sort of don't we don't blow our own trumpets enough and you you need to do and certainly I totally agree with you my my word for this year was visibility and and starting the podcast was was part of that so I don't totally hear you on that. I always say I, I, I'm, I'm never the life and soul of the party, but I like to be at the party. <laughs> so I'm not, you know, because I've been quite reclusive, as a lot of people have been uh, throughout, you know, the last several months. And actually, it's not my natural state. Although I say I'm not a social butterfly or anything like that. I'm quite a social introvert. In fact, I learned that about myself. But I still want to be around people. And, and I think we, we need that. And yeah, to show up, to actually get out and do things when you've been cooped up in the house. It's so much easier just when it's rainy and it's cold and you just think, oh, I can't be bothered to yeah. actually do it because it does completely raise your energy. And then you come back and even the same day or the next day, it's totally lifted you. So I mean, it harks yeah. to, to something, some of the things you said earlier. So, yeah. And also acknowledging my worth. Yeah. I think that's quite a big one, especially, well, that's quite British as well, I guess. You know, looking at, at what you bring to the table and not what and and charging, for example, accordingly rather than charging what you think people can afford. Yeah. And saying, well, how much would you pay me? Because as a service industry, 
people do ask quite a lot for, you know, can I have a discount? Can I do this? Can I do that? And discounts are fine because you know people are struggling, but you know that you can impact them. You you willingly charge them less. But I think there's also a charging was quite difficult for me because because it's quite spiritual and and it's working with the energetic levels and things like that, which is quite comes which feels natural to me. I, I the talk of money was quite difficult for me. It yeah. still is. I can't even get my words out, can you? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, stepping up and saying, actually, I, I do bring something to the table. I am worthy of X, Y, Z. And that was, that was a game changer for me as well. Yeah. First time I talked about price, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Just, oh. Well, I think sometimes you have to start with a price that, that you're comfortable with and, and kind of then go a little bit more, a bit like when you're buying a house. Get the mortgage that feels comfortable and then stretch yourself a bit more. But it's also, I mean, I talk a lot in my, in my consulting um, and coaching work, mentoring, I tend to call it mentoring rather than coaching, but similar, about pricing strategies. So that's a really big part of it because I don't think we're, we're sort of charging what we're worth. And a lot of it in the service industries, as you, as you say, mm. is a lot about what other people charge. And then you become a commodity. And I talk a lot about moving yourself out of that commodity. And again, it, it, it goes to some of the points you raised before about finding out what you're all about, what makes you unique, so yeah. that you can charge what you're worth. Because what you do is, is very specific and you help a very specific person. Yeah. If you want to get to the mechanics and the metrics, which I often come back to, is... It's about value for money and putting some kind of figure on what it's worth. So the quantitative yeah. and the qualitative. The value is in the, in yeah. the result, not yeah. in the hour, isn't it? But the, the charge, the fee might be, is a quantity, is a quantitative amount. It's a figure. But the result is often a qualitative. And people find it quite hard to, to kind of marry the two together. And I think that's something that is definitely one of the areas I work with people on. So uh, I'm sure that will come up for people in your conversations as well. <laughs> yes. So my, one of the punch questions that I ask all my expert guests, or I'm planning Ooh. to, and it maybe follows from what you've just highlighted, but if you had a superpower that you could use to create leverage in your business, what would you choose? Oh, my goodness. What would I choose? What would my superpower be to leverage my business? Maybe teleportation. Okay. <laughs> That's a big one. Big one. Think big. Why not think big? Yeah, that would give me the ability to be able to physically get to people quickly. And instead of having the, like, the travel times or maybe, you know, if I had to fly somewhere and then fly back and that kind of stuff, I could just dot around all over the world, do five people in different countries all over in one day. That would be so cool. It would be really cool because I mean, we talk so much about, oh, we can just put everything online now. And, and I think definitely there's been a, a disruption in how people mm. are doing face-to-face -face interactions. So it is actually a really good superpower to bring back <laughs> because we, we, it, we're in danger potentially of losing some of that face-to-face -face. yeah no face-to-face -face is so important it, absolutely it is yeah. yeah I mean obviously I'm a lot about digital and and it's definitely not all about putting everything online and so no, online's in, great. <laughs> yeah in consulting yeah. and coaching it's very it's a very human interaction yeah, yeah I mean you know online is great and, and you can work with people all over the world but I don't think you can beat being with somebody, you know, the, the connection and the energy that you have together and the body language as well. I love being with people. I think back to what you said right at the very beginning of this interview about when you were in the kitchen feeling that virtual hug or that invisible yeah. hug. Um, and, and I think we need to, to tap more into that sense of, of, of feeling that the universe kind of coming back to us. And yeah. the reassurance, if you like, that it's going to be that it's going to be okay. It is going to be okay. Yeah, definitely. I can't wait to hug everybody again. 
That isn't something I definitely... I'm a hugger. Yeah. <laughs> Look, hey, Tara, this was super fun. And I've loved exploring these questions with you. And hopefully there's some starting points um, for unraveling your buckets of spaghetti. As we said. Yeah, just throw it all out, start again. Thank you so much. Is there any parting wisdom that you want to leave our listeners with? I would say always listen to yourself. You know, we spend too much time listening to what other people expect of us or think we should be doing just get rid of that just listen to what's true to you and your abundance of happiness joy love wealth health will come to you that's lovely that's such an important um reminder because we're we're so busy trying to control everything as well we don't stop to listen to our inner inner wisdom if you like so Hey, thanks so much for joining me, Tara. And there's some really helpful insights. I think we don't spend enough time thinking some of these things through and allowing ourselves just sort of be in that very personal space. So thanks for for sharing. It's been great. Yeah, it's great. Where are some of the best places people can go and check you out or get in contact? Uh, My website, which is uh, tarachatzakis.com. I'm also on Facebook, um, Tara Chatzakis Coaching. Brilliant. I'll, I'll definitely put some of those links into the show notes. And I know that you've got some, some wonderful freebies for people, as we mentioned, uh, that will help people get started really on this road um, or yep. dive into some coaching with you. That's brilliant. So thanks a lot. Have yourself a fantastic rest of the day. I'm going away from this feeling really happy. <laughs> thanks. Good. I'm glad. My work is done. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.